You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Well, hey, welcome to our weekly talk show here in the members group. Uh, me and Mike thought this would be a good idea to get people engaged in the group, talking about, get discussion going around important topics in, uh, in the industry. And so today we pulled a guy who uh, has helped me personally with a lot of Facebook stuff, really pushed me to get started in that area uh, last fall. Uh, and it's Garrett Matthews all the way over in Louisiana. Garrett, thanks so much for coming on the show today. What's going on, guys? How are y'all? Hey, Garrett. Wanted to thank you for uh, joining us. And um, I guess we're going to be talking Facebook advertising. Um, I don't know about you, Cody, but before I uh, really get in-depth at Facebook advertising, Garrett uh, showed us a way, but what was relevancy scores and frequency and um, different conversion ratios uh, was was pretty pretty alien to me. So um, Garrett's here to shed some light on it. And if, throughout the conversation, if you're watching, uh, feel free to type some comments and questions in below. And if we have some time or after, uh, this is going to be probably a two or three part series where uh, we're going to answer all the questions and people can watch this live and we're, we're going to answer some of the questions as well. Yeah, so Garrett's going to kind of be doing a kind of high level, you can't see my hands in the high level, <laughs> uh, kind of conceptual uh, talk about Facebook advertising today. And then when we come back uh, next week and, and probably the week after, uh, hopefully then we'll have some questions come in. We can we can get into kind of the nitty gritty there, uh, show you some stuff, uh, screen capture uh, up on the up in the video. But yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the, the first thing, in, like we talked about earlier, the, the one thing that I think is most important to realize is, is that uh, it's not using Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Snapchat or any of the, any of the social media different platforms, none of them are the end all be all or the, the cure. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's a piece of the puzzle. You know, marketing in general is a piece of the puzzle. You know, it's like a big puzzle and you got to get all the pieces together mm -hmm. and, and just go from there. So it is, uh, I don't really know. Like I said, it's it's not a it's not like doing one thing that's going to fix it all. It's it's you got to do several different things, and it just so happens that right now Facebook is the most. I'm not going to say the most important. It's the easiest to gather the, the 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 biggest audience or the biggest attention, the most eyeballs. Um, we play so we use Facebook as a tool for the strategy that we have set up. So I, uh, I believe that you can have a brand. I think that, that, you know, when you think of, I'm not saying that I'm as big as Nike, I'm just using it as a comparison. But like when you think of tennis shoes, you think of Nike, or when you think of, you know, whatever, when you think of computers, you think of MacBook, you know, things like that. When, you know, when you think of cell phones, you think of iPhone. I want in our market for whatever it is that we're doing, like when you think of landscaping, uh, when you think of fertilization, I want you to think of Matthews. So it's 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 not that I'm going for this global reach. It's just that I'm going for um, I'm going for in my market. I found it very interesting because a lot of people like when we were at the conference you know, commented on, oh, you know, I see all your stuff you're putting on your Facebook page. And, and when we're in reality, that's only about 25% of what we're actually doing because so much of what we do is through the tool of ads manager, pushing it out to our audience. 
so if you're not in the audience and, and Facebook knows so much about you, you know, on, on such a personal level that it would actually scare most people. But you, you can target down your audience and then you can get into pixels. There's so many other things you can get into. But I think it's important before we go any further with this to 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 remember that that it is it is a tool to use in the overall strategy. It doesn't mean that it's going to replace AdWords or it's going to replace uh, marking your trucks or having your guys look uniform. It's just it's it's the biggest tool that there is right now. So uh, that's kind of the overall. You know, I think that's just the, the most important thing to, to bring up first because I don't want anyone thinking that you're going to be able to watch this, run two or three ads. And then bring in this uh, this this overall plethora of of new leads, if you will. Uh, so it's, it's a long it's a long term play. Gary, so I guess that brings up my first question: is at least a how long you've been doing this? And um, it sounds, if I'm listening to you correctly, that obviously it's just one of the tools in the toolbox. But uh, obviously, it seems like there's almost a, a two pronged approach: a paid approach as well as an organic uh, reach for brand awareness or a conversation. If, if I'm making some conclusions from what you just said, um, you care to. Let us give us a little background of a. When did you start uh, posting on social media, as far as your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's, things like that, to build that following? Um, how did that so, happen? And then, when at one point did you dive into the paid advertising that you're, you're alluding so to? I, out, outside of your traditional things, like every single one of our trucks looks the same. All of our guys are dressed the same. We just bought a brand new shop that's right up on the interstate, and it's got our logo plastered across the front of it. So other than just like the traditional things, if you will, like, uh, uh, you know, the, your color, you know, being color coordinated, your trucks marked, uh, things like that, uniforms, t-shirts and all it, it's, we only focus on, we run Google AdWords. Uh, we do Instagram, we do Facebook and we do Snapchat. That's it. Um, we started almost three years ago. I just, I mean, it was literally, it wasn't a gradual thing. I just woke up one day. It was actually, Chad Frankston said that he didn't think I would stick to it, but I literally just decided one day I was going to post to Facebook. And I told him, you know what, I'm going to do it every day. And I did. So for every day for almost three years now, we have put up a post and then it started getting traction. And then we went to the pay, the paid version, if you will, for a long time, you could get a lot of reach organically, um, you know, without getting into the details of the minutia. But, you know, it, I don't I don't think anybody needs to create and rely on strictly an organic play. I'm not saying that you can't get some leads and I'm not saying you can't gain some traction organically. I'm saying that, you know, they're making it harder and harder to to use pure organic. So you have to use the paid versions of it. Uh, just to force yourself in front of, you're basically, uh, you're, I'm buying real estate inside of people's Facebook news feeds is all that we're doing. And, you know, going back to that brand awareness thing, uh, you know, I, I do try very hard every day to, to create engaging content and things that people want to see and are going to help. But it's, it's as much about just seeing my logo inside of your newsfeed. I don't care if you consume the content or not, even if somebody doesn't uh, necessarily stop and, and read or watch whatever it is you put up. If they're just, if they're constantly seeing your face or your logo or whatever it is, if you're constantly showing up then you're going to be top of mind. And all it is, is, is that I'm just looking for my place at the dinner table. You know, you never know when someone's going to be interested in buying so to me, top of my marketing is the most important because 
whenever somebody does decide, hey, I'm going to make that purchase, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get shopped against, but it definitely means that you should get your phone call. You should at least get your opportunity to to try to uh, bid the work and at least try to get the work. So um, it's 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 purely a content play. I mean, we've and we test a lot of things and we 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 word things differently and we say things differently. But the one thing that we don't do is there's not a sales pitch to any of it. It is it's pure content. If you ask me a question, I'll answer it as truthfully and honestly and as thoroughly as I can. And I'll even give you links to the websites where you can go buy a pre-emergent or a herbicide. Uh, you know, my opinion is that if, if someone's going to go through the length of asking you, if you've gained their trust enough for them to ask you what they should do, you know, chances are they're probably not going to be a client of yours anyway. Chances are they're going to uh, they're going to try to do it themselves. And even if they do do it themselves and they're successful, well, you know, they're they should give you credit for it theoretically and you know maybe one of their neighbors wants their yard to look as nice and if they ask you know how did you do that oh well i did it myself but this is the guy that helped me so i a a good story that i like to tell people is there was one person in particular and this is how content marketing just just being kind if you will and, and and trying to help people paid off for us uh we had an individual for a year and a half I guarantee you that we engaged with him on some level. He would ask us questions of some sort it, at least two to three times a, a month. He would ask, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And it went on. And I, I, with, you know, I had zero expectations. I didn't care. We answered his questions. We helped him as all, you know, all that we could. Well, what I didn't realize at the time was is that this guy – was in a fellowship. He's a he's graduated med school. Is in a fellowship. And he couldn't afford anything. The minute he graduated, he quit doing it all himself, and he hired us to do it. He's turned into a twelve thousand dollar a year client. Well, guess who doctors work with? They work with other doctors. So not only did we pick up this guy for twelve thousand dollars a year, we've got two of the doctors that he worked with, and you know combined they're worth over thirty thousand dollars a year because of the fact that I just took an extra few minutes. Uh, a couple times a month to just answer this guy's question. So it's that's where, or that's why I say that it's a long-term play. It's it's a strategy that you have to develop, and you you can't you 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 can't just do one or two things now and expect to have all these overwhelming results. It's definitely been gradual. It's definitely built, and there, there's been some the steam. Snowball. And like I, I finally feel like we've gained some some traction and some steam. And you know, I, we track our numbers year over year. So, and I can see it throughout our data and throughout our spreadsheets. I can see every year we're spending less, but we're gaining more. And and it's just through brand awareness is all it is. Mm-hmm. So, Garrett, for people that haven't seen your Facebook page, I follow you because I enjoy your your content, even as someone who doesn't live in Alexandria and I can't hire you. Uh, you can hire me if you live in Alexandria anyway. Shreveport. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so... What what does your content look like? Like, what would you recommend people be producing? So I think the other thing. So what you have to realize is, I think, and, and this was something that was really hard for me at first, is, is that you feel like you're going to run out of things to talk about. But you know, we do this for a living, and a lot of things that we think are just common sense or we take for granted 
aren't you don't take that you know the, the general public doesn't take them for granted and they don't realize certain things and you know I would try to talk about a subject and I would stretch it out for you know three to five minutes and I would cover four or five different things and and what I what I realized is, is that you know people in general we don't have very long attention spans so you know you have to remember that and if you want people to continuously follow like if you become known as the person that you know, all of your videos are five to 10 minutes long, you know, before long, some they're just, they might not, they just might not consume your content unless they have time because they, I don't, I don't want to watch another long video. I make most of my videos are anywhere from one to three minutes, depending on what it is we're going to talk about. Um, and, you know, something that you, you might want to try to cover three things in one video when in fact you can just cover one thing and turn that into three videos, turn all three of those things into, into its own individual video and stretch it out a little bit longer. Give yourself more content. Uh, like I said, we post something every day. Now, what you see on our Facebook page, our, our paid content is very similar to that. Um, but uh, it, it, it also is accompanied with it, it's, it's, it's housed on a landing page, if you will. So not only can you watch it, but you can read it as well. Um, that would be really the only difference. And, you know, maybe next time I, I can show one or two of those as well just as an example, but uh, it, it needs to be short, sweet, to the point. Uh, you know, try, at first, you're not going to sound natural. You're going to sound scripted because it's hard, but it, it we do this for a living. You should be able to find something to talk about every day. Talk about things that are relevant. You know, right now, we should be putting out pre-emergence. So you could probably talk about something to do with pre-emergence every day for two weeks if you, if you really sat down and thought about it. Um, you know, it's just... It's not it gets easier, but it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy simply because, I mean, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And that they old saying. And, and the reality of the whole situation is, is that if you can't figure out marketing and sales, then you, you know, you, you have a ceiling. So I just think it's super important for all of us. And, you know, as business owners or in positions of management you, to figure it out and, and figure out how to use these different channels. So, so Grant, I got I got a question for you, and I think you you you, you hit on something. At least I, I've got a question about, and I think some of our viewers may have a question too. Is you mentioned that you wanted your seat at the dinner table? Um, a lot of things that I've been reading about Facebook is that basically they've hit advertising capacity. So, is there a certain approach or, or, or thought that you have that the, the, the ability to actually buy um, this real estate is, is being taken up or actually has hit capacity? And on top of that. Um, there also seems to have been within the last three or four weeks here, Mark Zuckerberg made it basically came out to the public and said, there's certain things now um, that we're permitting and not permitting as a Facebook page or a company. Um, and he, he was very, um, I guess, very transparent, unlike many CEOs or advertising platforms. He said, this is really what we want on this platform. And this is what we don't want on this platform. If you want to be relevant and succeed and be part of this community, this is how you need to approach it. So, um, I don't know if you're familiar well, with, with the announcement that Mark Zuckerberg made, but I mean, I don't yeah. know if you want to hit on. So with without and, getting, yeah, without getting, we could we could get into a whole argument and, and, and debate on whether or not how much Facebook is or isn't worried about money and stuff like that. What Facebook does tell you is that Facebook is more worried about people enjoying their time on Facebook. And so it, stay on Facebook. Yeah, they want you staying there. They want you enjoying your time there. So they want you. It's not necessarily, it's, you know, with Google AdWords, for instance, it's, it's who's willing to pay the most money is who's going to get the real estate. 
With Facebook, it's more about who are people going to find more engaging, if you will. Who are people going to be more interested in? And, and we'll get into it, but that's where like you're, they have something that, that they gauge. It's called a relevancy score. How relevant is whatever the content that you're putting out? And this is through the, this isn't their organic. This is their paid, but they, they, they want, like you, you should be trying really hard to, to bring value and bring content because if you do and people start, you know, name tagging and sharing and uh, asking questions and things like that, that Facebook's going to pick that up as, Hey, you know, Facebook doesn't care what the content is. What Facebook cares is, is that, uh, it, it's got people's attention and people are talking about it and you enjoy it. So let's show it to somebody else so that they enjoy it. And it's just kind of got, it goes back to that snowball compounding effect. So, um, and, and even though that you're, yes, Mike, it's like you said, you know, the, there's only so much real estate and then, and then the real estate's just going to start getting more expensive. So, you know, what you, what you've got to be ready to do or what you've got to be able to do is, is you got to be able to engage people and you got to be able to make it, so that they want to consume it, they want to watch it, so that they're not going to go anywhere, and that Facebook will keep showing your stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you can't do what you were talking about. Duh, I'm sorry, duh, duh, they call it engagement baiting or click baiting or anything like that. Facebook, you know, the days of if you know, uh, share this three times and tag someone's name and like our page. They, you, you can't do that stuff anymore. They'll act, they'll actually punish you for that kind of stuff and. They'll quit showing your content because they call it engagement baiting. Uh, it goes back to them wanting people to be engaged. They want they want authentic engagement. They want people authentically watching. They want it watching it because they want to watch it because it's good and it's quality and it speaks to them and it brings value to them. If you know if you say I'm going to give you this if you do that, well you're you're baiting somebody into uh, doing something for you. You're you're, you're coercing a reaction and they don't want the reaction to be coerced. They want it to be authentic. So, so we're hearing you right. You're, they're looking for a user experience, a genuine user experience where it's a place that people want to hang out and actually have a community and not be, be sold. So is that, um, Correct. It's how you're approaching these content videos. It sounds like I, a, there is no sales pitch. It's literally a content give to almost have these people know, like, and trust you to build that uh, reciprocity. So when they're ready to buy, Hopefully they think of you first, just like the PhD gentleman that became a doctor, that that, right. was, that was the play. Um, right. I had a couple questions here uh, up, up in the comment screen. Um, I think you hit on it. What, what was, what's the average or, or the, the ideal video size that you've seen um, pop up far as in your, in, your, in your tracking of these things? Was it a minute video, a three-minute video, or is it to the variation? <laughs> I don't think you, so. I think that you can, you can mix it up. You know, there's some subjects that you just can't cover in two or three minutes. But the thing is, is that if it's a if it's a, a relevant subject, if it's something that people want to hear and, it, and it's good content, then they'll watch a five minute video. So I think to answer the question, I guess, you know, you should more or less keep it in to me the anywhere from from, you know, one, three minutes tops. You know, you, you should just be able and don't feel like you've got to be redundant and go back and cover topics. Just say it once and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you get a more in when you get a more in-depth subject, you know, it's OK to throw a five or 10 minute video in there. Because, like I said, if you've gained the trust and people see you as somebody that they can believe uh, when you talk about certain things, you know, and, and it's a relevant subject to them. Well, they'll sit down and watch a five minute video because they, they want to hear what you've got to say. Because they know that you're not, 
BSing them or trying to sell them or, or do anything like that. Let's get another question from the comments real quick. Uh, Lisa asked if you record your videos or live stream and if you feel like one of those is a better option. You know, I, I don't think so. I think that it's a little early to say still yet. Uh, there's a lot of people that will argue that live is, is, is better now. Uh, and, and I don't I don't really know that one is any better than the other. How about this? A video period is better than no video. So yeah. I think that would be the first thing that I would say is that, you know, don't don't just make just start making videos and then have that debate with yourself later. Uh, the whole idea about live is so. The only people that are going to know that you're live are the people that uh, are following your stuff. So, you know, with live, you got to kind of hope that people are going to be on their phone. They're going to see it and then they're going to watch it live. And so if they're not watching it live, then you're just going to have to post it organically. So from that point, it's just like any other video. Uh, You know, I I think I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and, and we don't probably do near near as many as we should. Um, I, I don't I don't think that in the industry, in the audience, in in the message, in in with the branding and the brand awareness, I, I don't honestly know that you're going to be able to see enough of a difference to be able to say, well, I should do all of my videos live, or I should do all of my videos recorded and then posted. So, um, like I said, there's nothing wrong with them. And I think people like to see that kind of stuff. And I just don't, I don't think I would get so hung up on it that I didn't do one or the other just because I don't know what to do. I would just start making something. Yeah. I have two quick thoughts about, uh, live videos. The first one is like videos in general, Facebook favors in an organic reach because a video on Facebook means that this person's going to sit and stare at something on Facebook and that keeps them on longer. Uh, And then the second one is with live video, like Garrett said, people that follow your page get a notification that you went live. Uh, And so even if they don't click to watch the video right then, that's your logo thrown in their face one more time. Uh, So it's just another opportunity for them to see you and to play into, uh, you know, just kind of keeping yourself on the top of their mind. Well, we're we're all curious. We're curious individuals. and And, you know, if, if, so a theory that I've kind of taken, and, and, and like I said, I have zero data to back this up. This is just kind of me thinking out loud and maybe having a strategy, if you will, is that we don't go live very often so that when you do see a live notification, you're like, oh, wow, I wonder what they were doing. The- oh, Gary, you there? Have done, if you will. Uh, I think we might have lost him for a second. Oh, there he is. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Back up about yeah, a and a half. I didn't put it in airplane mode. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was saying that, you know, because we don't go live very often, I think that uh, when you do see that notification, like if, if you're constantly going live, people are going to say, oh, well, he's just talking about X, Y, Z again. I think mm-hmm. if you if you do it, uh, if you're very strategic about it, I think that, you know, if, if if you don't go live very often, and this is kind of the gameplay that we're taking, and I don't know that it's right or wrong, but if you don't go live very often, you know, you're going to very sporadically see a notification Matthew's landscape was live. 
So it's I'm hoping that it that it spurs some interest or some curiosity. Oh, I wonder what they went live about. I, I want to watch this. So uh, and then again, even if you don't, it's like you said, it's just another opportunity to see the logo. So all of that full circle, all of that to say, I don't I don't don't let to go or not to go make your decision. Just do something. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a podcast. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Yeah, and it seems right now, obviously, there's not a ton of hard data on it, but it seems like Facebook definitely is rewarding Facebook Live. Uh, one thing I've seen in a couple of people in the home cleaning industry that uh, I've been starting to get engaged with a little bit, um, as far as a company, uh, they're, they're having once or twice a week uh, regular engagements where it has nothing almost to do with the home cleaning of the products but it's almost they're creating a personal uh, communication and they're actually just chatting back and forth and talking about the issues they have in their house or, you know, maybe how we're going to address it near the holidays. We're going to make sure we clean out their, their, the fridge or the stove and the appropriate ways of doing that. Um, so it was pretty interesting to see in the cleaning vertical, how um, a couple of these ladies that I've been following uh, in their cleaning industry, um, home cleaning, basically uh, businesses that they're, they're creating almost a, a two way communication to have a group conversation, I, I take the almost comparison when we, we physically as parents went to the bus stop with the kids and created that sense of community talking to the other parents in the neighborhood. Well, these business owners are create, basically creating that that same community that you would be at the, the bus stop with their clients. So it, it was an interesting perspective. And it seems like they have like a regular flat following. So that's something. What, what are the things you have to be? One of the things you have to be careful with that is, is Facebook's not as worried about. Uh, people engaging with the page. They want people engaging with people. So, you know, and, and if anybody can figure out how to create that on a consistent basis, I would love to sit down and talk with you. So, you know, the the whole idea about live is to just, or, or any video or any content, if, if you want it to look good in Facebook eyes, you want people to engage with people. So, and, and that's where the problem kind of gets started. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's hard to do that on a consistent basis, it's, uh, especially in the, you know, we're not, we don't have, we're not, we're not a controversial topic. Uh, it, it's not something that's going to get people, uh, fired up and, 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 you know, getting into conversations back and forth. So it, it's, it's kind of hard to achieve that in, in, the the arena that, that, that Facebook wants it. Here, just start endorsing local political candidates and, and you'll get a bunch of uh, engagement. Exactly. Here, we've got a question from Nicole uh, talking about Facebook stories. I know uh, when we've done um, the live Q&As with Jonathan and I that you were at the San Diego and New York event, uh, we did some Instagram stories or Instagram live as well. So are, part of your marketing or Facebook um, advertising, are you, are you getting into stories? I know there was a great um, piece of you that wasn't necessarily a story per se, um, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but you, you had a lawnmower uh, end up somewhere maybe it shouldn't have, and you actually created yeah. a. Can I mention this? Yeah, uh, we drove a uh, lawnmower into a swimming pool. Context, but uh, Garrett had called me, and, and they had uh, a walk behind mower that the dead man switch actually broke. Um, six or seven year veteran, it sounded like on the mower. It wasn't human operator error. The guy hit a bump and he got knocked off the mower. Uh, but this mower ended up in an in ground pool in the deep end, and Garrett sent me a video of this. And lo and behold, four or five hours later, he's got a. a I'll, I'll, I'll tag it. I'll tag it to the top of our page. But he took a negative situation that most people would not have owned up to, wouldn't want to talk about. He made a, a, a high, well, I guess a, a middle, mid-level production out of them going in, 
stripping down to their boxers in the middle of winter, going to the deep end, strapping a lawnmower and pulling it out with uh, a backhoe or whatever it was. But I mean, the engagement on that video, but I think you had consumers and potential consumers that were actually commenting like, wow, this guy was transparent enough that, that, that they this happened and this is how they followed up and, and committed to make sure the client was taken care of. So um, like you said, if they asked a question, you were really honest about um, how, it, right. how it happened and how you, you know, just how to handle things and honest, but your transparency there from a bad situation, you spun that into just this priceless moment that um, selfishly I, I enjoyed from a, a distance, but I think I really enjoyed it. Clients from that. So, I mean, it was, it was incredible. So, I mean, if you could share that um, post and as we bring other people on as well with Garrett, like uh, we're going to have uh, Jonathan Toshnak, one of the co-founders of service autopilot, hopefully soon, uh, possibly Jason cup, if he agrees, um, but we're going to try to add some maybe attachments to these things and, and have some executable things that you can take away. So, I mean, that would be a great share, Garrett. I mean, just to, how you frame a negative thing and make it a positive at social media and share it. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's people, I mean, we're all humans and people like to see the human aspect of you. They like to, they, you know, they want to know that you make mistakes. And, you know, to me it was, you know, wow, I, I, that's how they handle a mistake. You know, we had a swimming, we had a mower in the bottom of a pool by, at 12 o'clock and by two o'clock it was out, uh, you know, because we, but it, it just, yeah, no, I mean, if you're not going to hide from that, you know what I mean? There, there's not much you probably will hide from. So I guess I guess so to say. But in, in terms of stories, I, you know, uh, I'm probably not as good at it as I should be. Uh, we use and. and I guess I, I wish, and maybe she can clarify what it is she's asking exactly. You know, is she talking about storytelling or is she talking about using Facebook and Instagram stories? Dealing social media strategies. So the Facebook stories you see on the top banner, people aren't aware of. Yeah, I don't use, I, we're not using Facebook stories at all. We use Instagram stories uh, and then we use Snapchat. Uh, it, but yeah, no, I, we're not using Facebook stories at all. I, I couldn't. I literally have have just I've never even tested it or played with it or, or done one. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Uh, I know it's I know it's there. We're just not using it. So, um, Cody, I don't know if you have any question. I, I guess my question is um, going into this Facebook uh, as, as you're using it. We're obviously going to dive in and kind of pull the hood up a little bit um, in the next episode. But um, is, is there certain types of ads, or do you guys play with Facebook Messenger? I know there's. Um, bots one of the popular one is many chat and if you're not familiar with a facebook bot uh basically it's the ability to collect um and build a list so similar to email marketing uh back in the day if you had the biggest email marketing list you would make you can make a lot of money and you, you, you dominated your market well as things are transitioning into facebook um statistically what they're saying now is what my understanding is about 80 percent of all business to consumer communications they're projecting will be through facebook messenger and through a facebook bot um, and you're obviously going to elaborate on this, but if you can build that list now, it would be my opinion that you're going to be the new uh, email marketer before the slimy salespeople get in there. So to be able to yeah. build this list, use something like ManyChat, and then be able to do a, a Facebook Messenger blast, almost like an email blast, and then have conditional tight into that. We do. That's crazy. We, we, we use them, and I'm sitting here looking, just I'm counting because I wanted to give good information, but you know, to, to, to back up to your point, there, I've literally got – well, we have had 13 different conversations through Facebook Messenger with clients just, just today. So, yes, people are – yes, they're using it. Uh, I think that a lot of people probably – there again, 
you got to realize that, that when you're when you're at the beginning of stuff that it's you got to let it build up. It's not that it's not that people aren't using it. It's just that it's new and people are just now getting around to using it. Right. So, and one of the big things we've learned, and I don't know if you've seen it, is um, the good things that's on them and the bad thing that's on them. So as we're messaging them and some doing some of these automated um, blasts through Facebook messages, we've got to be cognizant of what time it is. It's not by dinner. It's not 10 o'clock at night. Um, and when we're sending out these messages, whether manually or automatically, we don't want to be zinging them back at 5 p.m. as we're leaving the office. Because unlike email, in my opinion, at least, um, it was socially acceptable not to respond until the next business day. Where Messenger, this is usually on your phone. People are expecting to have an instant or somewhat instant um, response. So are you using um, a different screen in your office? I know you're, uh, the girls and guys in your office are running five or six different monitors, which sounds crazy. But you've got to have a, a separate monitor probably just to manage your conversations on these Facebook conversations so you, you can track it. I know at Callahan's, and I, I'm curious to see if you guys are utilizing something like this, uh, we take the, the – um, the essay estimate uh, link, when you click on the quote link, it opens up um, on the My Quote page there. We actually take that link and we'll send that out in a Facebook Messenger. So if you contact our business, we try to keep the conversation on the, the channel that you communicate with us originally. So we're, we're actually sending out estimate links in Facebook Messenger. So do you have any any thoughts? Uh, no, we're, we're not using Messenger for it. We're using two-way texting okay. uh, through, through automations. But, yeah, no, we're not doing – I haven't. we haven't gotten to that level. So we run a lot of uh, – I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but, like, on your face, when you manage your business page, uh, you, can, uh, you can manipulate it and have different tabs. So, you know, our tabs are get a quote and, and send a message. Uh, so we're, we're trying to make it easy to have the conversation. Most of the conversations that we have are, are manually, they're, they're manually engaged or manually started. And, uh, a lot of the Facebook stuff is in the customer is starting the customer or the lead is starting the conversation. The ones that we're starting, we're starting through text message through two way texting inside of SA. Okay. Uh, did you foresee at least the data that the trend you're seeing is that, um, is that conversation shifting more to that social media where you're going to be able to retarget and kind of stick to what we're talking about? Because um, I, I think this, it sounds like this could be the foundation of where you're starting to build your ad. So it's organic. It's Facebook yeah. talking, like messaging. I, I, mean, I think right now, I don't, I don't, I think it would be foolish to rely on just that. Uh, I think it's still early. I think you should start building it now and start, uh, you should definitely familiarize yourself with it. But no, I think that, you know, text communication is in the, you know, in reality, text communication is still pretty new. Texting back and forth with people is uh, is you know, texting is is today what email used to be. And I think that as the text message gets uh, turns into the email, then it's going to turn it. You know, then then you're going to roll into your social media messaging. So um, I, you know, I think a lot of it too with that, you know, you got some people that aren't on Facebook. Maybe they use Instagram more than they use Facebook. So I think you kind of pigeonhole yourself a little bit to just that one platform. Whereas when you're texting with a phone, uh, everybody's on the phone and, and, and it's going to just the one device. So right now we rely more heavily on actual text messages to the client than we do uh, messages. Like I said, we're not, we're you know, we're we're not 
instigating very many conversations on social media. We're, 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 we're letting you know that we will have the conversation with you, but we're having the conversations uh, that the, the clients and leads started. So would it be a fair assessment then? I know Jonathan talks about this at a lot of our regional events for Service Autopilot. If you haven't been to one, shameless plug, check one out. Um, there's a lot, a lot of value. But one thing that Jonathan talks about is um, basically casting a digital net. Um, so I'm kind of drawing that comparison. As you're taking Facebook as a, a, a content or a, a paid program, you're casting that digital net and then creating that conversation offline to build um, a client base. Is that, right. is that a fair yes. comparison? Yes, yes. Cody, you got any more questions? Um, I think we have, we have one more question from Paul uh, that I think would be good to talk about real quick. Uh, he was asking about the best time of day to post. Uh, and I know that that's going to vary. So Facebook, it, it, there again, I don't have the data to back this up. I only can tell you what you read and what you, uh, what Facebook puts out. You know, your, your posts should be inconsistent and they shouldn't be automated because Facebook, no, there, it goes back to that uh, Facebook wanting things to be authentic. And if you're using bots or if you're using, you know, like Hootsuites and things like that, where you're, you know, consistently posting at 335 every single day, Facebook knows that and they know that it's not, you know, the content might be authentic, but they want you, they want you engaging with Facebook. They want you putting it up on Facebook. They, you know, they, they, they want it to be as, as just as natural as possible, I guess, if you will. So uh, I guess to answer the question, no, we don't, because from an organic play, there's there's not really there's really no such thing as organic traffic anymore, simply because, the, you know, you're only of the people that like you, uh, you know, there's different percentages. But for argument's sakes, let's say of of the people that follow your page, only five percent of them are going to actually see the content. So I don't think it's really matters what time you put it up or, or how you put it up and things like that so much as uh, are so much because of the fact that, that not many people are going to see it, which is why you've got to, you've got to figure out the paid play because of the fact that you, you've got to, you've got to pay to play. You got to pay to force yourself in front of people. And, and in terms of that, I mean, come on guys, we got to be honest. It's, I mean, you can't go to, go to a grocery store, uh, go to a red light, at the closest intersection. I mean, I don't think it matters what time people are glued to their cell phones. And that's an interesting point. And I, and I don't think I brought that up and we can get into that more later when we start talking about audiences and things like that. I only serve our ads to mobile devices. So uh, we can get into that whole theory later, but you know, it's my theory is that people are glued to their phones and when they're on their phones, they're usually on the social media. So that's where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I, uh, when I was first starting to work on Service Autopilot social media, I started, I read some research that uh, it was like a, a mashup of research that Neil Patel and some other uh, uh, guys in that space had done about the best times to post. And then I tweaked from there. Uh, so we do use, uh, we use Buffer to, to schedule stuff and mix things up. And I try to counteract Facebook's uh, like the way that they want you to be engaged. I try to engage directly with them. I try to counteract that by using the kind of content that they're really into. Uh, 
because sometimes like it's good to throw up a post at 10 p.m. And I can't always do that when I'm at home because my wife will kill me. Uh, you get that so, too? Do I? I said you get that too occasionally at 10, 1030 at night when you're trying to make that quick post. Like, honey, just wait a minute. <laughs> do you have to be on Facebook right now? It was already a discussion before I was uh, managing service autopilot stuff. Uh, but yeah, well, so I try to. You know, I think I think uh, the one thing that is important to remember, though, is, is you know, regardless of how you do it or what you do, uh, you know, I'll 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 be so arrogant as to say that that there's not a single person that's going to watch this video that is smarter than Facebook. So don't try to outsmart Facebook. Mm-hmm. No, that, yeah. I mean, that algorithm is, is a beast, and, and, and as soon as you well, the, the, the thing is, is that they're going to. It, you might find you might find a way around it temporarily but it's not going to be the long-term solution and heaven forbid you piss them off and they just shut yeah. your stuff down altogether. So just don't just, just be authentic and just be real and follow the rules. And just, you know, if, if, if you suck, you suck, find somebody who else, you know, find somebody else who can handle it and, and do it for you. It's, it's just, just do it, just get it done. And I think watching you, Gary, it, it seems like the, one of the most important things to your success has just been the consistency. Like you said, some of these videos are great. Some aren't that great. Um, when we were in San Diego, I was ripping some videos off literally my laptop on top of a garbage can. And what, what uh, I think was maybe Kyle that was looking, he goes, seriously, like this, this is, I'm like, well, yeah, we, we've got to get these videos out. Uh, we've got to build that content. And I know sometimes I'm talking to you on the phone the, the typical Garrett move, Mike, I'll call you back in five minutes. I saw some weeds in a yard. I got to go make a video. So, uh, I think at least personally watching your success, one of the takeaways I've learned from you is is how spon- how spontaneous you are. You just like you see something, you do it. So it's not scripted. You may have some things running around your head, some ideas for the next mm-hmm. week. But as you're driving around town, you see these things. You have a crew doing something. Um, that seems to be the best engaging content that I see you put out. Is is the stuff as you're driving around and you see these things and, and they hit a pain point that one of your clients have or something that is almost a pain point for you because your clients are continually asking this question. So instead of having to completely answer it every time you're giving them the answer up front. And I think a lot of times in your, in your case, it, it seems to shorten that sales cycle because you're overcoming those price objections, those sales objections, just by answering their questions before they even become a relevant question before they ask an estimate. So right. that, that, seems, that seems to be uh, from the outside looking in, it, it, it's, it's just incredible. The, the tenacity you have to do this day in and day out um, in the content is solid because it's not scripted. Well, and it, and it, it I mean, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's attention and it's eyeballs. You know what I mean? And don't waste your money on things like billboards. If you're watching this, billboards are horrible. Don't get on billboards. Don't, you know, I would argue that magazines and newspapers, you know, they, it's, it's, you know, yes, you're going to get some people to see that. And yes, some people are going to watch that. But at the end of the day, was it worth what you paid? You know what I mean? Was it worth that? $3,000 to buy this uh, newspaper layout uh, when only a hundred people are going to see it when you could have spent $3,000 with Facebook and you could have got 10,000 people to see it. So, you know, it's, it's odd just, and you're playing the 10, odds. Not 10,000 randos, 10,000 Yeah, people it's 10,000 people that you said, I want to talk to people who live in this zip code and own their house and have a white picket fence and, and whatever else it is. So, it's it's all about just spending money in in in, in the, the best way possible. And you didn't hit on it, Garrett, but I, I, I know that I think you're a firm believer in it is, is part of the thing is being in a digital marketing such as Facebook ads is 
if it's not working, you can go in and instantly change it and see if it works. So or if you go into print media, you're stuck. I mean, once I drop 20,000 flyers out, if my headline or my your headline, is if your headline sucks, it sucks. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Where I know, you know, if you're having an ad that's not producing the way you do, you want it to. I'm, we have literally, we have literally have ads that I was thoroughly convinced there's no reason why people shouldn't, you know, engage with this ad. And I, you know, after three days, you can go in and, and, and change the way that you put a headline or, or a body text or something like that. And I've literally gone in three days after nobody's engaged with it, changed the text, maybe asked a different question. And then next thing you know, you know, you, you're getting all kinds of engagement with it. So, yeah, no, it's it's. Do you, know, feel, like, do you feel that those real time analytics and the ability to change that gives you the competitive advantage versus going out? I mean, I think it would be. I mean, I, I, I hope that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> yes i mean yeah no that's that's yeah that's that's just not even if anybody that wants to debate that is uh you know good good luck to you so i don't know about cody we're kind of hitting that 45 minute mark um do you want to kind of recap of what we've done today um and then maybe give uh the folks here watching where where we're going in the next two episodes where where you're going to drive us garrett in this facebook um basically adventure of um, you kind of hit at some of the demographics we can use, maybe the different type of ad uh, goals. Well, you know, it's the goals aren't nearly as important as your audience. And then once you get the audience, I think the next not even necessarily the content. I think it's I think it's the headlines. I think first you got to pick the right audience. Then you got to get the right headlines and then you got to have the good content. And, and you know, it's hopefully I don't want to get too lost in the, into the weeds and as far as pixels and all that, because I'm, I'm assuming that most people aren't doing much, if anything at all. And uh, that's the one thing that I wish I want people to be able to take out of it is that, you know, doing something is better than doing nothing. And and if you are doing something, let's make sure you're spending your money the best way possible. So, so you're going to give us some insight on, yes. uh, some high level stuff, at least it's some executables we can take away. And, and maybe if, if we don't get completely in the weeds, maybe, maybe some resources where to look to, if you want to get in the weeds where we can. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you right now, well, my entire education came from this website called YouTube. <laughs> what's that? What's that website you speak of? It's, uh, it's called YouTube. Oh, okay. So what I'm getting at is, is that's where I learned to do everything that I've learned about it about how to actually, you know, physically do it. I mean, it was, it's YouTube and Google. I mean, the information is out there and it's free. And then it's a matter of just, of just test. You also have to realize though, I don't, I don't get bogged down in the day to day of my business because I'm thoroughly convinced that my job as the leader is to make the telephone ring and you, you don't make the telephone ring by making sales calls and, uh, you know, getting bogged down in the low hanging fruit that, that is so easy for us to, to chase and, and feel like we're, we're, you know, consuming our day with uh, it, it's, it's, you know, you've got to be willing to disconnect from that and, and focus on, doesn't matter how good your procedures are or how good some of those things are. If the damn phone's not ringing, you're not going to be able to use them. Do you think throughout this conversation, even even if you aren't to the scale that you're at, and I know um, a lot of people aren't, uh, and, and obviously it was, it was a, a journey along the way that I've known you for the last five or six years, um, we'll probably be sharing some executable takeaways, even if you're the solo entrepreneur, the one man on the truck. Of how, That's how, the thing with social media, social media and using social media for advertising, 
it doesn't matter what size you are anymore. The playing field's level in terms of that. So, you know, the guy doing 200,000 can be just as competitive as the guy doing, you know, 2 million. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it's definitely executable stuff that, that will make a difference. And, and, you know, you're not going to get somebody it's hard right now. I'm not saying that won't change, but right now in the current environment, you know, you can, you can be just as competitive with a way smaller budget. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey guys, uh, we are out of time for today. If you See have, ya. if you have more questions, uh, Garrett will be back next week, and uh, and I believe the week after as well uh, to keep talking about well, this. So. And I'll and I'll try to keep an eye on this post on on, on the page too. And if anybody asks any questions, uh, you know, I'll try to get in there and, and maybe answer some questions as well. Yeah, just tag Garrett in all of your Facebook uh, questions in the group. <laughs> He'll be answering all of them. Uh, you can also leave them. <laughs> most in the people, most people will. You know, most people are going to find that ironic, too, because if you go try to find me on Facebook, I don't do Facebook personally. Uh, and, and most people find that entertaining that, you know, I'm, I'm nothing but a gray silhouette box on Facebook because I just don't I don't use Facebook. I don't you're not going to sell me anything because of Facebook because I don't consume, I don't consume content that way. So but that just goes to show you that that doesn't mean that you can't that doesn't mean you, you, know, you still have to figure it out. Mm hmm. Yeah. Even if you don't, you know, because just because I don't use Facebook doesn't mean that 200 billion or whatever the number is, other people aren't. They are. So. Awesome. So we'll be making an announcement uh, next week, probably sometime uh, next Wednesday for the second installment with Garrett Matthews. My co-host, uh, Cody Owen from the Lawn Care Millionaire uh, Studio over there in uh, Dallas, Texas, upstate New York, in my office with a uh, broken pipe above me here. Good thing we uh, made it through the day. And uh, Garrett Matthews in Shreveport, Louisiana, I want to thank you guys for uh, helping out this SA community, building some value, and um, just getting everybody together. Uh, hopefully coming up here in the next month or so, um, as a preview, take a look. Jonathan Potoshnik and I will actually be announcing the next SA regional event. Uh, we're going to be going over automations. Garrett usually is a, uh, a regular attending uh, person at these SA regional events as well, so you might have a chance to pick his brain in person. Um, about Facebook and whatever else he's doing in SA. So um, until next week, thanks again. Anything else you guys want to say? No, leave a comment See if you got a question. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.